This is the Podswoggle Network, a podcast network with entertainment. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picked Up. My name is Robert. I'm one of your three hosts today. I'm sitting here with my roommate, good friend, and co-host buddy, Rich. And I do pick up Sherlock, just yes. for prosperity. 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 I'm, I'm not good with long P words. I will pick up Sherlock as well. I'm going to pick up Sherlock on Jeff's behalf, and also on Jeff's behalf. I'm going to see the point that Batman is the better detective than Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> and that I fully accept his apology um, for the way he behaved <laughs> last episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, the advantages of it being your show. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and we are blessed, as we were last week, to have another... Blessed or cursed. Well, it's sitting right here. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. He's the heel of Picked Up. That's up. I, I, how could I let our blood feud yeah. dwindle so low? Don't we're, let that childish grin fucking win you over. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get out of this one. Um, so, another fantastic guest host. We're sitting here with uh, Mr. Otto. Hi, Otto. Oh, hey, everybody. How are you doing? Yeah, that's Otto, all right. The self-described, self-described Bo Dallas of Picked Up. Um, I have so much glee in just being annoying to you guys. Oh, man. Uh, Otto, I haven't gotten a text message from you uh, the morning of a, of a, we- a Wednesday morning in you, from you in a while uh, telling me uh, what you didn't like about the show. <laughs> <laughs> is it really always just like I disagree with your opinions <laughs> more often than not <laughs> well and you know I have expected you and I thought it would be perfectly civil for you to walk in here with a clapper for us as yeah as kind of a, a peace offering a peace offering <laughs> I did like tease you a bit by like p- pulling out an Amazon gift card and like pulling up the clapper on Amazon and mm-hmm. then taking a picture of mm-hmm. it and then just writing, hmm, and sending it to you, yeah. to which you had no response. Oh, so that's I, right. I didn't respond to that. So I didn't mm. buy it. Mm. Because you didn't seem that excited. So I thought we had all moved past this. Yeah. I guess not. So you thought. We hold grudges here, it picked up. Terrible grudges. <laughs> uh, unless you apologize like Jeff did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your main grudge, though, being against problem solvers and wild animal babies. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I didn't mention this on the show afterwards, but when I was like looking up all the promotional materials for problem solvers, the rest of the world was completely on board with our thoughts. <laughs> and just this was a heaping pile of garbage. And it fucking was. God damn it. All right. I don't want to, I don't want to go yeah. down a fucking <laughs> negative path. Too. Um, yes. Otto, well, I will say this. Uh, we're recording back to back. Okay. So, and we didn't mention it last time. This is why there'll be no talk of these shows uh, in the meantime. Uh, but since we recorded, uh, Gotham has come back. So we don't know where that's at. Game of Thrones is, uh, has premiered season six, I believe. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Also, uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, came back as well, which I'm also very excited for. Uh, I just love that show. Love T.J. Miller, Kumail. Uh, some other HBO show came back that I'm oh. very much not interested in. Oh, Veep? I love that show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Another one. Jesus. Here's the thing. Robert, the rest of the world loves Veep. <laughs> Everyone loves Veep. Yeah, they're wrong. It's a fun we, show. We are, it's, I had negative fun watching that show. You know show. what? Get... Um, uh, End this series by uh, killing Julia Louis Dreyfus, like getting her assassinated. Then I'll the then I'll yeah. take a look at it. <laughs> I just I it don't it doesn't get old to me. People just insulting each other <laughs> over the most dumb shit <laughs> while like political meltdowns occur. Like it, the formula works for me, and I still haven't tired of it. I really do. I mean, that's that's my thing. Is like I really do. I'm looking for the fucking the populist show where like the fucking french revolution where like like all these people in power whose lives are so untouchable like a mob just breaks into their home and fucking destroys them (laughs) that's the fucking show you'll hear me talk i want to hear the people singing veep god damn it Mm. uh 
Yeah, I, but that's the thing is, I, I there's a bunch of shows like that that I love. It's just this one just doesn't strike a chord with me. Yeah. Quick question though, <clears throat> and just a quick uh, something to think about real quick because that string was entirely or almost entirely HBO shows. Yes. Just made me think of like <clears throat> the distinct kind of brands and shows that each channel has, uh, cable and mm-hmm. network. So real quick, not to get us off topic already, but like if you had to go with one network or cable channel for like the rest of your life. Let's say you could only watch shows from the past and what they will produce in the future. Mm-hmm. What channel would you pick? I would have to go HBO just yeah. because they they do have a distinct overall tone for their dramas and comedies, but they can do dramas and comedies so well. And it's uh, I'll, I'll hopefully that'll include like their TV movies and their documentaries. I'm like three episodes through the Jinx as well right now. I'm kind of like slowly plotting my way through that. Uh, just HBO does interesting stuff. We talked about Going Clear a couple weeks ago, um, and yeah, like their comedies, they they take chances on their comedies the same way sort of FX does. Uh, FX gives them a little bit of a longer leash, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and their dramas, while like they'll go through some dry spells where they had like in treatment and other bullshit sh- and hung, where no one gives a shit about these shows, and then they they come back and they. Rock out Game of Thrones, True Detective, coming back on uh, uh, 621, June 21st. Uh, they got also other shows coming up. Uh, the Brink. Have you guys heard about this show? Oh, uh, is that the one with The Rock? No, no, no. That's Ballers, which yeah. I'll get to that okay, later. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, the Brink is this show with Jack Black and Tim Robbins that's going to be about essentially like being on the brink of World War Three. And like, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I watched the, the trailer for that. It looks really funny. Okay. Um, and Ballers is with The Rock. And it's essentially like, um, it's like Entourage meets Wolf of Wall Street meets Rob Corddry. <laughs> <Cool. laughs> and it looks, it looks just completely frivolous, but so much like HBO isn't all about substance. Mm-hmm. You know, Entourage. It was about nothing, and you could just watch it and just fucking tune out. And then they have meaningful comedies and meaningful dramas. That would be mine, uh, my my network. Probably uh, second place would be like FX. Yeah, if- FX would be my number one. Just be the comedy success that shows up like Louis, Always Sunny, and The League. I would go with FX. And I well, if you want to watch The League, it's going to be on FXX. And unless you get the extended package uh, on that island, you're not really going to be able to get it. I'll take them all. I'll just uh, <laughs> I'll get all the X's. I would probably pick HBO just on the like quality of like Mr. Show and Larry Sanders and stuff like that. Because you're been talking doing it for so long, haven't they? Yeah, because I'm thinking more backwards than forwards right now. But if since you said HBO, I guess I'd go with like either BBC Two or BBC Four. That's fair. Yeah, because just fair. like there's just so much stuff. Because yeah. like all of, like there's they don't really have cable, so it's just like all of the British programming is in like those four networks. I'm not sure which ones, which shows I like the most are on which network though. But it's, I think most of the time they're on two or four. Yeah. If I, I have to blindly pick one without getting a lot of info from it, that El Rey network is just so cool. They do some really great shit over there. Yeah. Rich introduced me to the El Rey Network with, uh, what's it called? It's Robert Rodriguez's mm-hmm. channel, essentially. And I know about it because of Lucha Underground. That's right. Which is just the dopest wrestling show. Like, yeah, when Mullet said it best, when WWE's great, there's nothing like it. But Lucha Underground is something completely different. It's cinematic. I, I never thought I'd see a fucking shot reverse shot in a wrestling show before. <laughs> Uh, it's great. It's just amazing. Uh, they had this this one match a few weeks ago called Grave Consequences. It was essentially a casket match, and it was like one of the most fucking beautiful and brutal. To borrow a phrase that someone used to describe Daredevil um, matches that I've ever seen. It was amazing, and it's just it looks different than any other wrestling you've ever seen. But they also show like old kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. They also have like the TV version of uh, From Dust Till Dawn, which I don't know if it's any good or not, but it, they have it. I'm a big Robert Rodriguez fan. I feel like a very underrated movie of his is Planet Terror, like his half of Grindhouse. I That was my favorite half of Grindhouse. Oh, it's everybody's favorite half of Grindhouse. Nobody likes sitting around in a bar listening to Quentin Tarantino dialogue. You guys, <laughs> I hate to be this person, but uh, I have to 100% take the other position. I love Death Proof. I think Death Proof is the most underrated Tarantino movie. And I think that 
Death Proof is a lot better in some ways than some of his later outings. Yeah. I well, like Death Proof a lot. I, I, I'll agree that it's definitely probably one of his most underrated. I think that's totally fair. Also, Death Proof gets nacho points. Mm-hmm. For just that big ass plate of nachos that uh, fucking Kurt Russell was just tearing through, it literally we went to go see it on like an Easter Sunday, and we went over to the ale house uh, to get just a big thing of nachos afterwards. We were nacho inspired. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get on a big t- movie tangent uh-huh. though. So, well, uh, I feel like ask that question, the the network question, like. Eight years ago, a lot of people would have been jumping on AMC, Mm -hmm. which, like, you know, five years ago, they would have been very disappointed. They'd be still fine with the reason why they took that AMC, because of of Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and Walking Dead. But show me an original property that they've launched since that's worked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how people like Halt and Catch Fire. It just came on Netflix, and it's got a really high Netflix rating. And that Mm -hmm. fucking baffles me. I I don't know. It's uh that is not an accurate rating. That's why it's on Netflix and not on AMC anymore. Well no, it got picked up. It got picked up? Yeah. Well, like they're doing a second season of Halt and Catch Fire. Whereas they didn't do a say like, you know, the killing was a, a, a disaster that eventually did end it end its run on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh Turn, uh about American spies. Low Winter Sun. Low Winter Sun. Buh. Fucking yeah. Rubicon. <laughs> there was, was Hell on Wheels any good? Hell on Wheels seemed like the closest thing to it being decent. I only knew one woman in my office. She's the only person I ever knew that watched that show. And she, like, followed it from, I guess, like, I don't know if it was Sunday or Friday to, like, Tuesday or whatever. She fucking followed Hell on Wheels. Yeah. I think it's still on, too. There was one AMC like pilot that they never put the series I was really interested in, where it was Scott Adsit being Paul Revere in like a comedy. What? Yeah, and I was like, this sounds great. Why? Yeah. Why aren't we seeing this? Well, because AMC, aside from a reality show, doesn't do comedy. Yeah. So like, it just sounded so bizarre that I was like really yeah. excited about. Is it? Uh, is Preacher gonna be on FX? Coming on AMC. AMC. Is it oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So Preacher, I am excited for as well, but we don't, I don't know how that will turn out. It'd probably be good. <laughs> um, Otto, what you been watching lately, man? Uh, so I wa- you watch Transparent. No, I haven't seen Transparent. I were, oh no, Togetherness is togetherness. what we were talking about. That, yeah. that was the fucking scuttlebutt. Yeah, yes, it was. So you watch Togetherness, uh, and I it was fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's fine. It's. Like, I'm not big on, like, general family sitcoms, so how I would feel watching every episode to togetherness, it would be like, okay, this is, like, so slow mumblecore, and then, like, the last, like, five or six minutes of it, I would, like, it would, like, really ramp up in, like, like plot development yeah. really fast, I was like, oh, this is fun, and then it would credits. show, <laughs> the credits would roll, <laughs> and I would be like, and so it would be, like, starting from zero every time, I'd be like, okay, gonna try this again. Yeah. Saw Amanda Pete's boobs in one episode. Yeah. That was good. Amanda Pete's a pretty lady. Check that off the list. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, there's some Duplass Brothers <laughs> stuff that I like and other stuff I'm not so into. Generally, I like Mark Duplass as an actor more so than, do I. than a writer-director. I agree. Um, we, uh, yeah. I think Transparent has a lot of uh, similar sort of, like, tone in that it's hard being white in L.A., and it's hard being an adult. Yeah, growing up is hard. Exactly. Uh, and it's, it's like hard being white and grown up. It's hard because family's hard, and and people are hard and I'm awkward. Responsibilities are hard. You guys. I mean, that said, I still fucking watch the shit and I still <laughs> like it. But that's essentially the, the overall tone. I, I keep up with girls pretty well as well. And tell me about girls. And it's I I've never watched an episode of Girls. Okay, so it's Lena Dunham's like kind of like her yeah. version of Sex in the City, where it's a bunch of twenty somethings trying to make it in Brooklyn. And Judd Apatow like produces and helps write it, right? Yeah, and Jenny Connor helps out too. Okay. He's also a big Apatow camp person. Gotcha. Uh, the the thing I get into about Girls is like it's just so easy to hate every single character on the show. Nice. So love that. Love that. 
great way. Oh, so it's V for broke 20-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay. you you watch a bunch of 20-somethings be entitled pricks, and then you go like, oh, I relate to that, but I still fucking hate all of you. <laughs> and then you watch the next episode. And Well, if it's relatable, then that, that's at least a step in one direction. But, like, it's a funny show, but it's that's also like... That's the thing about Veep. It's like, I can't relate to any of this. Yeah. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck off! Seriously, I, I'm telling you, my populist show. You can relate to that shit. Oh man, it'd be like Walking Dead, but except instead of zombies and survivors, there would be regular 99% people, and then all the rich people, the proletariat, and the Kremlin. <laughs> exactly, dude. So it's just the everybody revolting against the like billionaires in the country, yeah, and they're right. all holed up in just compounds. And we all have pitchforks outside, just banging against show. the wall. That'd be a great show. <laughs> They're all, they all have their own, like, gold that... Scrooge McDuck. Shit, <laughs> alright. I might just cut this out to, like, develop it, but <laughs> the next American Revolution. It's, that's what this life, that's what real life is. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the police is, oh, this is getting way Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. think I think this might be the the German of, of an idea for your own show yeah. that is a completely different category, a completely different genre. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, girl is girls as good in this season as it was in the past? Uh, <laughs> the vein in Robert's neck asking that question. Well, uh, yeah, well, this season Lena Dunham went to grad school at the University of Iowa Writers yeah. Workshop. It was you know. hard. <laughs> yeah, she didn't fit in oh, very well. It and, was so hard. Everyone she... needs to lose some weight too. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that towards Lena Dunham yes. specifically? Yeah. I feel like it's towards me specifically. <laughs> See, it's no. relatable. Rich it's so relatable. <laughs> Lena, I feel you, baby. I love Rich the way he is. But I don't love <laughs> Lena Dunham the way she is. <laughs> I don't know. This season's been fun, but I've, I'm a, I, it's, the season has ended, but I'm a couple episodes behind still. Okay. Uh, you know what I've been watching? What? Fucking caught this on uh, Netflix. They put it on there. Uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a show on IFC. One season um, got canceled. One season got fucking canceled Mm -hmm. IFC alright here's the thing I absolutely fucking loved Garfunkel and Oates it was the funniest IFC IFC show that I've seen since Portlandia cause Comedy Bang Bang just isn't my fucking style uh Marin is I like Marin it's not exactly funny at times but it's still interesting and there's still good guests and the fucking birthday boys can suck my balls good call I I watched the first episode of The Birthday Boys. I'm like, okay, cool. This is all right. Yeah. For seven white guys, cool. This is fine. And I tried to watch like the next five episodes and it just sucked to me. It was just shitty, half-baked. These guys are super green. They probably shouldn't have a show right now. Dang. Like, fucking earn your stripes, Birthday Boys. And also, seven pasty white dudes. Uh, Whereas like, you know, Garfunkel and Oates. Here's my thing. The Birthday Boys can get picked up for a second season. You can pick up the... It fucking Garfunkel and Oates. Fuck your bullshit about... Because I, 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 I never look up other criticism. And I looked up like, why did, it, why did uh, GNO get canceled? And a lot of people were criticizing like the form. Essentially, Flight of the Concords has already did it. And... I mean, you could say that about their entire career, though. <laughs> you could say that about fucking anything. Here's my fucking yeah. stance on, on, on uh, aping form. Because, uh, you know what? Yeah, I borrow a lot of shit. I steal a lot of shit. If you have something, uh, if you have a new fucking uh, 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 thing to say within that form, it's nothing but a fucking template. If you come up with a new one, awesome. Great. You broke through. Mm-hmm. It's a new way for you to, to, to get your message out, to get your voice out. Mm-hmm. But if that form works for you, for what you have to say, and you're bringing something new to it, it was a very, it was a fucking funny show. It was a well-written show. It, it, it wasn't the best performed show, but... They also gave a lot of great meaty roles to all these other guest actors that you see, like all these other L.A. comedians that you see in other things that you normally don't really do. have a lot to do in other shows. But this, they gave them meaty fucking roles. Rich, and maybe you can jump in on this too, Otto. How would you compare and contrast uh, Garfunkel and Oates with Broad City? Uh, uh, just in terms of the, the points you're bringing up about copying a form. Yeah. Uh, greenness. Yeah. 
All these things. I would put Geno over Broad City. Might be a hot take. Uh, <laughs> I think it would be a hot take. I think it would be the correct take. Garfunkel, and, and mind you, I haven't seen the second season of Broad City. I haven't seen it either. I've only seen the first season of Broad but City. But going based off the first season of Broad City... There's something pointed in every episode of Garfunkel and Oates that they're that they want to say. Good. That oh, they're trying to make up a, a point of. <laughs> Whereas Broad City is just more so meandering and about like, oh man, tourists suck in the New York. Same shit. Oh, it's hard. Oh, I'm weird. Yeah. Oh, this is awkward. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. There, there's more fucking substance in Garfunkel and Oates than Broad City. Thank you for making that comparison. Well, thank you for bringing it up. I think that you're completely on the level about so. Much I feel stuff, like there's just a, a a mass, just like you know. Oh, this is this looks hip. That's something. all it is. Well, Louis. Broad City is also much more comparable to Louie, I would say, than Garfunkel and Oates. And if you want to get do that, get out of then my it, house. Well, get out. No, I'm talking as about as in form. In, yeah, ah, in form. Okay. Yes, I'll agree I'm with not that. Saying in the. Uh, I, I like that show. I'm not going to say it's a lot less quality than Louie, but I would say the form of it is much more similar to Louie than anything else on television. It is. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just, and I mean, if you're, if you're going to compare those two, like Louie's just the goddamn powerhouse. Uh, well, okay. Because here's the thing about being like, you know, I mentioned being green mm-hmm. uh, and just not having that much experience and maybe getting something a little too early. Louie's been making short films since the fucking 90s, mm-hmm. just out of hobby and habit. Like, this is the culmination of him honing his craft over a decade plus. Mm-hmm. And Broad City, I like those girls. They're, uh, they're very personable. I like what the show could be. But, like, they locked out. Is it not, like, an expanded YouTube channel? It started on YouTube, yeah. 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 Well, uh, going back to Louie as... Uh... I, I'm. This is a big tangent, but I saw like the first episode. Of no season big five. tangents here. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> All right, I saw like the season five premiere of Louis uh-huh. this week, and it was the first time I'd watched Louis and been like, "Oh, this seems like a typical Louis episode," because <laughs> generally he's really good about like changing like the the structure and like yeah. how long or short a segment's gonna be. But this one, it, it really felt like. It wasn't a bad episode, it was just, but it's like when you watch a sitcom it and you're beats. like, and it's like, oh, these are the beats I know. Or yeah. It's like, oh, he does an awkward thing. Oh, he he uh, w- wound up in the wrong place and he <laughs> went to the right place. Oh, he meets a lady. Yeah. The end. Like, <laughs> that's a very typical Louis structure of like, he meets a lady by chance. If then, he had to say there was one. Yeah. That would be it. Yeah. Him, there was so many times now that I think about it, like him just randomly meeting a woman and then something crazy happening with, yeah. his, with him and the lady he's just met. That's all I have. <laughs> uh, I'm starting to get a little lightheaded and dizzy now. Should we pick a show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And actually, that's what we do here on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we really jumped the gun on this one we're just having such a good time yes so again what we're gonna do is we're gonna use netflixroulette.net to randomly select a tv show if it's available for streaming on netflix we are gonna watch the pilot episode and then come back with our thoughts critiques comments all that good stuff now um just to let everybody know, we may have to re-roll. It's been happening a lot lately. Uh, if we get something that's not available, if we get something that's not a television show, um, we're going to re-roll. So, um, well, I, I want to do my prediction on what uh, show we're going to get because that's a that's my favorite uh, segment that you is sometimes done, but not often done. Yeah, it hasn't been okay. consistent. All right. Uh, I hope it's uh, Daredevil because I didn't watch it, <laughs> and I knew you two had watched it, and I think it'd be really funny. To you guys having to say more on something you probably already talked about? Uh, we touched on it on the last episode. I could probably stand to watch it again. I probably need a repeat viewing of it. I would like to watch it again. I would like to draw it as well. I was hoping like maybe as like a promotional thing <laughs> that some of the ad money from Daredevil, because it's all over. I don't know about your guys' cities, uh, listeners, but everywhere in Chicago, it is. there's posters and it's playing and there's advertisements. So I hope that they're giving NetflixRoulette.net like 50 bucks it might... to like weigh it a little heavier in the draw. <laughs> okay. Really? Our first repeat. Are we really doing this, guys? Yeah, we have, we have a contingency plan for this. 
You brought this on yourself, Otto. You brought this on yourself. Oh my god. Fucking numbers! said shit the thing is i haven't watched a single episode of numbers in my life get on the microphone <laughs> hey we're, we're on right yeah yeah we're on and here's the thing here's the thing we said we'd pick it up uh, yeah and i haven't watched a single episode since uh, nope neither have i uh, <laughs> so we watched the second episode right is that what we said if we ever got a repeat, we watch the second episode. Yeah, yes. that is the rules you established. I've listened to every episode. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> oh my god, I just hit it again just for shits and giggles. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <sighs> no, 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 wow. so much fun. Oh, well, god. sorry. God, Otto doesn't even get the real picked up experience. He has to watch the no. second episode. <laughs> Fuck you, Otto! <laughs> None of you guests have listened to this podcast probably. No. <laughs> Except me. <laughs> and I have to like power through this. Otto, this is penance. This yes. is it. This is it. This is uh, this is us not giving you shit anymore. <laughs> this okay. is awesome. Let's watch let's watch numbers. Uh, we'll catch you after the break. To tell time. To handle money. To handle money. We also use math to analyze crime. Analyze crime. Reveal patterns. Reveal Reveal patterns. patterns. Predict behavior. <laughs> Using numbers, we can solve. We are back, everyone. Here we are after watching not the first, but the second episode of Numbers. Uh, treating this as a pilot episode of Numbers. <laughs> very lost. Very lost for a very long time. I will say this, comparing it from first to second episode, they drop a lot of the like, like humanistic elements and like sort of the human interest ep- uh, uh, sort of aspects of the show. Mm-hmm. They talk a little bit about their mother uh, at some point, but aside from that, like people are just these are all walking around, yeah, dropped. Left and right. Okay. okay. All right. First, first of all, the acting in the show that has two ranges. It has uh, everyone looking glum and talking quickly, and everyone looking glum and talking slowly. Like those are the two <laughs> modes everyone has in the entire show. And it's just like, okay, oh, I'm glad there's a lot of range going on in numbers. So we start out uh, with some some statistics on bank robberies and stuff i think it was for specifically those bank robbers which i did not understand until they explained what was going on because it was a cold open and it just opened up on basically a powerpoint slideshow yeah (laughs) Uh, it's like i i don't understand how i guess if you watch the first episode it would make more sense but i still think it'd be hard to follow which is like oh here's some stats on some people you haven't met yet uh, this will be helpful in five minutes. This show was so hard to watch, having immediately wa- immediately after having watched Sherlock. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, there's no way I'm going to be able to to think about this in the same context I thought about the first one. I just can't. Yeah, this show started out literally. What was the first thing we saw? It was, was it was the, the statistics? Yeah, and then it was like the graphics about bank robberies with right. the, the the voiceover and the grainy type. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot yeah. of security, security footage. footage. Fake, I think security cam yeah. shots are like, uh, like, like they like make me want to like grind yeah. out my teeth. Later on in the episode, there's a shot where the bank robber flaunts the service weapon of of Sideburns McGee. I don't I don't remember his real name. Bobby Epps. Bobby Epps. That's right. Uh, How did you catch that? I wrote four pages of notes. <laughs> and he gets like right up, like eye level with the security camera, but like just walks out. He doesn't climb up anything. Yeah. It'd be like you could bump your head on it. Yeah. So <laughs> security cameras and placements in, in shows like this is just like, I, I could see how you get frustrated. Yeah, it's like, this is clearly not real. The uh, episode progresses with uh, the FBI... Using a formula that Charlie has devised mm-hmm. to anticipate the next robbery, 
the FBI sets up outside of a bank or two different banks, anticipating a robbery by the Charm School Boys. The by the Char Charm School Boys, <laughs> them Charm School Boys. Also, this is uh, being intercut with uh, shots of Charlie and um, Larry uh, and Larry. Looking Professor at, McNichol. Yeah, Professor McNichol. Uh, watching some some koi in a koi pond, so it's oh, like okay, cool. Well, uh, this, I know that in this episode, the yeah. bank robbers are going to be like fish, just like serial rapists or like sprinklers. Yeah. Well, this oh, <laughs> this being like an opening shot made me like think realize not right later on that every other shot is like set in like a dark room and this isn't like a really bright space compared mm -hmm. to the rest of the show so it looks like super oversaturated and like you're watching the black hole sun music video <laughs> well everything's just like way over the top and after that one shot i just couldn't get over how oversaturated and grimy everything looks. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, did uh, RZA do uh, the camera work on this? You want to make this extra grimy? Yeah. Okay. Can I get three grain filters over this shot, please? Yeah, someone had their neutral density filter on, like, in, in direct sunlight, and then never took it off. I mean, you, you should be wearing, like, eight pairs of sunglasses to simulate the effect. Yeah. So, uh, a bank robbery does occur. And they were anticipating a two-man operation, no weapons involved, um, not low stakes, but they weren't anticipating any kind of fight. And boy, were they wrong. They get it. And I was taken back by how violent, not violent, but how many bodies were involved. How much chaos. Fucking drop, brat, brat, dropped. Uh, yeah, that shootout happened. It's like, this is the worst FBI ever. <laughs> this is a massive shootout with the FBI with in a civilian area. Yeah. If the it FBI, was... how are you just going into this being like, yeah, it's just going to be two guys. We're going to just pick them up. And it's going to be good. So you're the uh, fucking FBI. You prepare for like every situation, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. You guys are the worst FBI ever. <laughs> it's like the real FBI showed up. And started Robin shooting Banks. at the fake FBI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, these people were prepared on the level of, like, like the Dark Knight in the opening bank robbery scene. Where it's clear, like, you kind of want to see the Joker win so you know how powerful he is. Yeah. But it's like, if all sense of realism is out of the window because of how much destruction is going yeah. on. No, this is domestic terrorism. I mean, this is <laughs> almost a, uh, you know, this is a shooting event. It feels like they didn't investigate anything until after this happened whereas before before this happened they just went on a tip so <laughs> like, hey this bank's gonna be robbed oh cool uh don't tell us anything else about it um we'll just go and show up so just two guys right and then it's like 16 dudes mm -hmm. just out the woodwork oh and like millions of dollars of damage was occurred. like cars blew up like yeah. there was a like basically the entire city block had to be shut down yes. over this and then afterwards, they're like, oh, by the way, three people died. Yeah. It's like, are you sure? Yeah. Three? <laughs> three? Three people died. Uh, this looked a lot worse than three. That's the number that we can negotiate with CBS, <laughs> is that three people died. Uh, and then through the smoke comes Charlie. And this is when I, I, I listened to the numbers episode. I've not watched uh -huh. the pilot episode numbers. I did not realize that the gist of this show was Buddy Cop Rain Man. <laughs> uh but yeah instead of like it being sort of a disability it's like an extraordinary ability not yeah. a word but yeah more or less but, and it's like oh, okay so everyone's really into oversaturated buddy cop rain man on cbs yeah. <laughs> and there's a couple moments throughout the show where it's clear that they are like going towards an order older audience yeah at if if this was, if he was more along the lines of a Rain Man esque character, <laughs> as he's walking through the smoke and sees all the blood and glass, he'd be able to tell you exactly how many bullet shells were on the floor. Right. <laughs> I was also thinking like he he'd have to sell it more. Like he's the same genius, but he's just always like poops his pants. <laughs> genius, completely coherent, can take care of himself. Yeah, keeps pooping. Talk about Heisenberg principles and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then you go over here, and it's just N equals NP. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like if I met Charlie on the train, I would be surprised he had not wet himself. Because you like he really did seem like out of it. Like when you first see him in this episode, which is my first relax 
exposure to him uh-huh. after the koi pond. It's him just kind of being a mouth breather and just slowly walking through a crime scene. Well, he's and, like in shock. Yeah. You but, know? And then... Because that was his... He did that. Oh. Yeah, he takes on <laughs> yeah. some sort of sense of responsibility mm-hmm. that these terrorists totally murked the FBI. Yeah. And that's really the through line the episode kind of it's like it happened in the last episode too right it did he keeps messing up but um, he's the worst mathematician ever yeah it's pretty bad but he you know it's a lot about the the um the psychology of charlie and him trying to you know be productive but also understand it's like the whole series like we talked about it's like i'm a mathematician i know everything Oh, except you don't know everything. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you got your family and friends around to help you. <laughs> uh, he got his own the, cuts to the office, and he has his own boards in the FBI now. <laughs> so he's got his own setup. We can only assume that they've been working together. Is there anything we kind of skipped over at all? Uh, the, the, I just noticed like the opening sequence was like five. It felt like five minutes yeah. long, and like the credits just kept coming. For like the first like ten or twenty percent of the episodes, just all credits overlaying things so slowly, and like this also occurred throughout the episode of like the only music that occurs is like that like murky synth and like quick yeah. drum beats that you hear in like every action sequence of like boop do just through the entire episode because i never watched any of these types of shows before i always thought that the uh what um uh oh, god damn it uh in forgetting sarah marshall what um fucking Jason Siegel, yeah. what he did, like his occupation, I always thought it was like a funny sort of like exaggeration of what the music and tones that were in that that those shows. And now having watched two episodes of Numbers, I know that it is incredibly accurate to what's in those shows. And so what ha- what the fuck even happens next? I kind of like... Okay, Charlie's going through the crime scene. He runs into an EMT and he's like, calm down, man. It's fine. Three people are dead. A car exploded somehow. There was a lot of... (laughs) Chill out. Calm down. See, no one, like, shows a lot of emotion on numbers. So everyone's just trying to be as calm as possible, except when they're explaining the facts, and then they get all excited. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because even in... Okay, they're back in the office, and Charlie's trying to figure out, like, what went wrong with the equation. And he's like, I got this... My stomach just... Oh, my stomach. And they're like, it's okay. We all feel bad when this, whenever this happens. Like, Yeah, you know who feels really bad? The families of the <laughs> men who died today. Uh, so I, I essentially like write down at a certain point, like, this, this case really doesn't need much math. Because <laughs> essentially it just became like an unraveling and just follow, you know, the fucking evidence. Mm-hmm. You know? Which, like you said earlier, it's like, I swear that they said... That these robbers had hit 16 banks yeah. in the last eight months. Yeah. And like you said, where was all the fucking legwork before? Yeah. Why is this the the genesis point of actually giving a shit about these robbers? They, then, it takes 15 banks to outsource it to a guy who does not actually work for the FBI mm-hmm. in, yeah. in any real capacity. I think that they were just wishing it would stop happening. It's like, <laughs> ah, I can't keep this up forever. Nine banks, they won't hit over a tenth bank. The the local branch will cover this. The local police department doesn't need to be involved. Yeah, and so the bank, the the bank, the bulk of the episode is just actual real police work being done and investigating, knocking on doors, finding a dead body, assumed identities, and stuff like that. While Charlie's just an emo land in the garage, like trying to solve this unsolvable equation. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I gotta take a break. I'm gonna go contemplate the koi pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like a pet peeve, and I understand for cinematic purposes why this happened. But like Charlie going to his garage and hanging up seven chalkboards in like mm-hmm. awkward positions to work out all of his equations, it's, it that makes it so much harder on you to do math. Yeah, you like. Buy a composition notebook yeah. at Dollar General for like 
a dollar fifty. Get out your Pilot G two and then go to town. Okay, big big shout out to Pilot G two pens. But also, Otto, that's not how Charlie's brain works. Okay, he yeah. needs he needs to see the math all around him. That's and don't talk like to him. in his head. You know? Yeah. Oh, so he has to put the chalkboard on the ceiling. I, so he has to go up a ladder directly. <laughs> That's his. Oh, you know what he should do? I'm sorry. He puts a chalkboard on the floor and puts on like chalk shoes, <laughs> walking the equation. I was thinking that's like his equivalent of vanity. So he puts a chalkboard over his bed uh-huh. with equations on it. Yep. I'm surprised he didn't uh, invest in that new like paint that like you can paint on like a door and like it becomes like chalkboard. Oh yeah. Boardy, and then you could just write on a door. That that uh, that's season two. Uh, season two, yeah, where they fi- two. they find out about chalkboard paint. Yeah, and 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 they find out about Windows Vista because <laughs> we had more Windows ninety eight graphics. Because there was it ended up being instead of the the, the koi pond and the, like the fish, mm-hmm. ended up being a, a big minesweeper uh, uh, through line. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's playing minesweeper on a very old computer. And and yeah, and as the case went on, it it came to be known that these guys weren't robbing the banks for the money. Yeah. They were robbing the banks to learn more information. Now, I'm sorry, but what was it? This isn't rhetorical. Why were they doing that? It was like vague information about the Federal Reserve and routing uh-huh. numbers, and that's as far as I paid attention. Which, and yeah. so, like, I at some point, they figured out when money got discontinued, and they would hijack the van all the discontinued money would be in and so they wouldn't be able to track yeah yeah you're right they're looking for the old money like the money that was going to be retired or whatever and so i guess when that gets stolen like we just write it off and say oh fuck it the classy money the old money (laughs) the blue money none of that bougie new money (laughs) so um yeah, that becomes so again. We are we're coming after these crooks. We're really figuring out what they're actually doing. Charlie is struggling with uh, his anxiety and and such. Yeah, um, they talk a little bit about uh, them growing up and stuff like that. And they graduated in the same class. And uh, then they go back to the office. And it's at this point, probably forty minutes into the episode, that I re- realize that the boss from the first episode is gone. Never shows up. He is fired. The oh. the Nick Nolte esque boss is forever gone. There was a Nick Nolte esque spot that would have made me enjoy the show so much. He more. Like, is a character yeah. actor. I I I've been trying since the first time we watched Numbers to place that guy. Yeah, he's been in a million things. He's a character actor. Uh, Otto, watch the first episode. We picked it up. Oh. Um. Uh, and yeah, so you can know that guy. Okay. Uh, this he, is one through line through the episode where. Charlie keeps comparing the the crime investigation to like quantum physics principles, yeah. and it was it was like mind numbing. <laughs> Just like it's like oh, oh yeah, you know how when you look at an electron and it splits in half because you're looking at it, that's how people work, right? <laughs> well, it's like oh yeah, oh okay. It's like saying like when you take this fish out of water, it dies. So you can't take rocks out of water either. <laughs> You know, I thought that it was a good point, but I agree they kept, like, making it way more complicated. It was basically that you can't observe anything without disrupting what it originally would have done. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool point. It is. But, like you said, they kind of kept just murking it up and convoluting it, and it was just like, okay. And, again, what these (laughs) bad guys are doing is just ultimately really weak for this episode it, it's very hard to understand and they're all also ex like military guys yeah they're all ex uh like marines or some shit i don't even really remember yeah, some special some uniformed guy came over to drop off a record i don't think they ever explained what part of special forces they were in it's just like yeah at well, one point bobby was like these guys are the real deal we gotta take them seriously <laughs> Well, I think because you could you assume... put my gun in front of a security camera. Yeah. They, they mean business. Uh, uh, what was that called? Like a like a, a like a psycho ops tactic? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh. Well, and also because they had micro masks, and so you could assume that they were at one point part of the CIA. <laughs> Right. And it's like, yeah, we uh, put plastic on her face so you can't notice us. It's like, that's not that complicated yeah. of an idea. I can put- take this little black bean and put a, and put it there and I got a mole and I'm a different person. 
I'm in the CIA, guys. Guys, we are not taking care of our veterans. When they come home, they are driven yeah. to grand theft and bank robbery because we don't care. Women and veterans, you stay in your place. Stay in your place. Fucking numbers! Uh, but also at the same time, we're forgetting uh, one of my favorite moments of the show when they're they're kind of pulling the bait and switch on the bad guys, and they had like a double okie doke where they had like the fake money in the uh, uh, security truck, and then they had the fake fake money in like the regular truck, and they knew they were gonna follow the regular truck because these guys know that they're being watched and so they know they're gonna get okie doked so they okie doke the okie doke <laughs> and then they get that and they're like where's the money she's like it's in the bank <laughs> where it was the whole fucking time <laughs> okay. uh and then after this uh they all put down their guns my favorite part and <laughs> they they're like okay looks like we got the bad guy and then out of nowhere in the the charm school boys car comes out oh. a man with a rocket launcher. Rocket <laughs> fucking launcher. <laughs> like th- the most ineffective weapon uh, in that sort of situation. <laughs> uh, when that happened, I I filled with glee. That was hilarious to me. And then he gets sniped in yeah. the head a minute later. <laughs> yes. Like, they pulled it out, and then the people writing the show were like, oh, this is stupid, (laughs) and murdered him by the end of the page. But we're not writing in pencil, and uh, the delete key broke, so we can't get rid of it. How are we going to fix this? Oh, just sniper real fast, don't forget. Uh, Sniper! Bridge team. Oh, bridge team, green light. Oh, we skipped my favorite moment, which is before they figured out they were trying to get the old money from the Federal Reserve... Charlie has become obsessed with Minesweeper and spends two minutes after a Minesweeper-esque edit of a bunch of squares coming up on the screen of just explaining how Minesweeper works. Yeah, and it was all these great Minesweeper graphics that just took over your screen. It was just like, hey, guess what, six-year-old guy? I know you don't know what Minesweeper is, but uh, we're working with some high-tech stuff right now, so we'll help you along. We're cooking with... 32-bit RAM right now. So... <laughs> Just, it's... Otto, you have a shit ton of notes. Did, did we skip over anything that you wanted to touch on? Because I'm done. We've hit most of them. The, the, there's one or two. Okay. One is that... <laughs> he's doing P equals NP. As, like... I think part of the reason why they keep bringing up all of these math like pop culture things is so they can get it into like a classroom for your 15 year old kid to watch and it works because it's shoehorned in so hard like oh we pitch this to the executive so we can buy some more dvds to school children (laughs) (laughs) and so we gotta put that like three pages of math humor into each episode even though we're much better at the crime drama and even and even then like, not... Y- yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> and like I said, then. just after uh, watching this after Sherlock, it's like, oh my god, this is fucking amateur hour. <laughs> and th- how they explain away, like, all the random math pop culture mm-hmm. is, like, uh, uh, Charlie's dad comes up to him and is like, wow, man. Yeah, I didn't think you'd be able to pull it off with that crazy Heisenberg uncertainty principle, but it sure worked out. And he was like, yeah, it did work, didn't it? It's like, of course it worked! You wrote it so it worked! And you know there's, like, a math consultant on the show. <laughs> like, they hire someone to be on set at all times, the same way that they try to do it with all the, the CSI shows to make sure the science is correct. What is that job like? How much wrong stuff do you just have to be like, that? but it, well, you can't, oh, oh. Well. How much am I getting paid again? <laughs> exactly. You got it, but You got it. Hey, does this work? He's like, flip, 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 flip. Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just slide a blank check to you, be like, bet this for us, man. That's we like, need it. That's like the sweet gig that you want to get. That's like the, the, the anomaly. Like, yeah, you can be a professor. You can get tenure or whatever. 
how do I how do I get to work on fucking CSI Cyber, huh? <laughs> Which I can't wait till CSI Cyber's on Netflix. Hopefully it will be. Because that's gonna be one I'm looking forward to. Uh just the last page tie up of this whole episode yeah. was just like Charlie goes, Hey, I gave up pen P equals N P. I got new problems I can actually solve. And then everybody clinks their beer together yeah. and drinks around the table like an old family <laughs> amen does. To, amen to that, brother. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta give up on that P equals MP. You know? Man, I've, I got stuck working on P equals MP way too long. Drove out my wife, my kid, my dog, living in a trailer because I spent too much time trying to work on P equals MP. Goddamn. I almost hit that Unabomber lever, but I pulled out just in time. <laughs> Uh, so I always try to find a through line to, to real life and, and ask um, uh, a little thing that relates to the show to our real lives. Uh, does anybody actually like know a bank robber or anyone that ever robbed a bank before? Oh, no. No, I don't. Um, I was thinking about that. That it's like such a, it's like a wistful crime now. It's like no one does that Yeah, anymore. it's, it's a, a, an old timing crime. Because now robbing a bank is just fucking, you know, more or less the second half of their fucking scheme and getting the numbers and fucking downloading the codes and shit. Otto, it looks like you're racking your brain like you might. I always try to come up with something kind of related. It's nothing has ever happened to me bank related except I got fired from a job once because of like the money you're supposed to keep in your uh, register. Mm -hmm. I, you're supposed to put it in the little safe at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and it, mine got stuck in the turn style, and then my manager came in the next morning, and like my folder was ah. there, and they were like, you're out of here. So, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I know, I've had friends that work at banks uh, that have been, quote unquote, robbed. Uh, one was like a legit robbing, but it was like super low key, uh, and the other, uh, mullet, was working, and some lady just like wanted to go to jail. Because uh, she was just crazy, so she came in and said, I'm robbing this bank. And then just went and sat <laughs> in the chair and was like, waiting for the... Because you have to take it seriously or whatever. And then they always like offer you, you know, like like a, a therapist and mm-hmm. stuff like that to talk about it if you're traumatized. But uh, I do know a bank robber. Really? I went to middle and high school with uh, a guy who ended up robbing banks later in life. Uh, he actually was a serial bank robber with his cousin. He robbed like five uh, back when they were Wachovias in South Florida. And then uh, he was good friends with a friend's girlfriend at the time. That might sound roundabout, but it makes sense. Um, I'm trying to leave names out of this. Uh, You're doing a good job. And and so, yeah, we were going to have a party that weekend for birthdays and stuff. So he came up because it was her birthday. And uh, it was him and his cousin... And it was causing a lot of static just him being there anyway, because like they were talking like way too much. And my friend was like, kind of like, "This is fucked up. This is bullshit." Am I jealous? Doesn't fucking matter, because you're like way too close to this dude. Turns out, like while they were in Gainesville, uh, they just decided to knock off the Wachovia that was on Archer Road, uh, just you know, while we're in the neighborhood. <laughs> and then, uh, so. The weekend happens, stuff blows over or whatever. And then a couple weeks later, I get a link sent to me on Facebook uh, of the news story of them getting caught. Because uh, they went to rob another one down in South Florida and they had like the security cam footage. And it was uh, it's pretty sort of like it was very low key. All you do is just you go in, you have a note, you just slide it to the teller, you flash a gun, put it back down. Uh, and they give you the money, and then you just fucking dip out. Uh, and and yeah, I was like, oh wow, that's that dude, and he's out now. Like he went to jail and everything. And uh, so I don't know if he's going to the high school reunion or not. I think he might. <laughs> oh, he'd be a nice guy to catch up with. You know? yeah, 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 one I mean, of those things. Where if it wasn't stories. for the internet, like, hey, so what have you been up to? Well, I was in jail for a year or two. <laughs> oh, what you what did you get in jail for? Robbed six banks. Wow. See you later. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, 
I, I uh, know personally a serial bank robber. It's kind of weird. It's kind of a loaded question when I asked it. Because <laughs> I knew I was going to be telling that story. I'm trying to think of what else I would rather rob than a bank. Probably like a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> of what? It's books! Ha ha ha! No, I, have, I don't know. I just feel like there'd be more fun places to rob. I'm a book robber. Book robber. Um... I mean, it looks like the, like there probably are more fun things. Like, it looks like you robbing hamburgers rob- is very fun. Right across from my work, yes, it does look like that's very fun, is like, an, is a, like a rare coin shop. Oh, that I yeah. Would like to rob. Yeah. A thing I realized at any place I work at is how easy it is once you start working there of like, oh, here are all the flaws in our security situation and like how penetrable like every business you ever walk into actually is yeah and like i worked at a walmart for a time and like after a couple months of working there i realized like man if i just wore a blue polo i could just walk into yeah. the back of this place and no one would say anything Same thing with target i've accidentally worn a red polo and khakis in a target before and would not stop being asked for like to help people yeah and it, yeah you could just walk right into the back <laughs> You could take whatever you yeah. want and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> I've accidentally done that before. It was, I, I've learned my lesson. Because you get harassed. People need help. They really need help. One time when I was working at this Walmart, a guy asked me where the frying pans were. And he, like, he was cussing while he did it. And I was like, oh, hey, here's where they are. But next time, don't cuss at me, okay? And he was like, Fuck you, man! And he just walked back. How to the was bank. he asking? Yeah. Did he cuss at you, or was he cussing? He was just like, "Listen, man, I'm just looking for some motherfucking frying pans." Like he was just frustrated. Yeah. And he was like, well, kind of just muttering. He and wasn't was, cursing at you, you then. Yeah, he was. Fr- he should have been more helpful. Yeah. I showed him where I'm it was. With this dude, sorry, Adam. Yeah. This <laughs> I, showed, <laughs> I showed him where it was, and then at the end of it, I was like, "Next time." Please don't curse at me. And he was like, fuck you, man. And like, he just walked off. Sounds justified to me. You're being a dick. Yeah. I like you know being that, treated man. with respect at the But he wasn't part. cursing at you. He yeah. was cursing around you. Yeah. If, if you anything, said, don't curse around me. Yeah. I gotta understand. He was he was looking just for someone to commiserate with. Yeah. Is what he was doing. He wanted, he was looking for compassion. He's really cursing empathy. at those pans. Yeah. I, I didn't mention that this was like the most busy Walmart that's in the nation during the summertime because in Panama City there's this Walmart on the beach that's just surrounded by condos and then the entire south vacations there and then they all buy $300 worth of food and uh, summer beach time supplies and fund the city and fund the whole city yeah and so I am like single handedly providing everybody their vacation supplies and so it's just like hours and hours of like overtime even though they don't want to pay you overtime. But they don't curse at you, so you're fine with them. Oh, I hated all of them. Okay. Well, guess what, Walmart? Never working for you again. Otto, I can't figure you out, man. Oh, am I? What, what's throwing you off right now? Yeah, man. Just like, just, dude just wanted someone to fucking relate to. I had nothing in common with this person. You know, you just gotta be like, I feel you, bro. Motherfucking firing pans are right over there. I feel like if I cuss back at him, he'd laugh. I think yeah, he would've, he would've been it. down with that. He would've been like, he understands me. Yeah. He gets me. Shit. So like, what you making, man? Some scrambled eggs or some grilled cheese, bro? Some motherfucking scrambled eggs? Alright. I'm done. Numbers. <laughs> Wouldn't pick it up going off of the second episode. The yeah. Second episode. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's I know we really enjoyed the first one, but second one was a lot less entertaining, a lot less fun to watch. I agree. It lost me after the second one. I'm yeah, sorry, we, numbers. We've all pooped out on. Uh, fucking numbers. <laughs> fucking numbers. Thanks a lot, Liz. Anyways. Gosh, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. As always, the show is really made possible by the fact that we have lovely listeners like Otto and hey. the rest of you guys out there who, uh, yeah, really keep us afloat. So please, uh, you know, tell your friends, share the podcast, subscribe to us. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. So rate and review us. That does us a huge, huge help. Uh, you can get in contact with us a number of ways. 
can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pickeduppodcast. You can email us um, at the web address pickeduppodcast at gmail.com. Have you ever gotten an email? Web yeah. address. That's not well, right. Well, no, it was the email, email address. address. Our web address is, is podswoggle.com slash picked up, which is part of the Podswoggle network yes, uh, with Mary with Movies, Podswoggle, Blank Slate. Uh, we have gotten an, an email or two, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, We've I didn't read know. them on the show, I believe. <laughs> Listener. This may, I really don't recall. It was about, uh, uh, the one that we read was about Jeff Johns and oh, uh, the yeah, other shows. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and then Robert Colin Birdie said, like, oh, yeah, Jeff Johns runs everything at DC now because he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just smarty pants. But our favorite way to communicate with you guys pretty much is Twitter. You can find us at Picked Up Pod. So, yeah. How about personal plugs? Otto, you got anything going on? Uh, I have a Twitter at Otto Aiken. I don't tweet super often, but when I do, it's a good one. So get on board. I have like a little improv show at the Annoyance Saturdays at midnight called Clusterfuck. That's fun. Come on by. I'll don't give curse you a me. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. I was a dick. It's uh it's the name of the show. I I really uh didn't have a say in it. I'm sorry that it offended you, Robert. Oh. No, but please check that out. The Annoyance uh, off of Belmont. Yeah, 854? 851. 851 West Belmont. Heck yeah. East Belmont. West Belmont. Yeah. Check it out. It's great. I do improv at it. So that's uh, Clusterfuck uh, Midnight on what days again? Saturdays at midnight. Saturdays at midnight at the Annoyance Theater. We have five more shows from today, maybe. So by the time... You hear this, like it's four, four more, more shows. shows. And where can you get tickets? At the box office? Can you get them online at all? You or can just get the box them office? At the box office and online. And cool. they're like $2. So Hell yeah. even if you can't afford $2, just uh, talk to me and I'll help you out. There you go. <laughs> Tweet them at Auto <laughs> There you go, for real. Uh, you can find me at Rich Cammy on Twitter, Rich Cammy4 on Instagram. And check out Pod Slam, uh, the podcast marathon for Connor's Cure. It's uh, going to be May 23rd in Chicago, Illinois. Tomorrow from this date that this is dropping, uh, we're going to announce the lineup uh, of, of podcasts that have submitted and been accepted to help participate in this marathon effort of podcasting for charity. It's going to be at the Bug House Theater uh, off the Irving Park Brown Line in Chicago, Illinois. Um, go follow us on Twitter, Podslam15. On uh, Facebook, Podslam15 or 2015, uh, and give to slash Podslam15. Those are going to be the three best ways uh, to find out more about the lineup and ticket sales. Uh, those will all be at the door, but uh, there will be like individual shows or blocks, and you can like purchase whole day passes as well. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the Swaggle Squad is going to be doing a live show for the first time ever as I'm sure a lot of these shows may be live for the first time ever. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Check it out. Pod Slam. Summer in Chicago is great, so if you don't live here, come here. Come here. It's going to be Memorial Day weekend. So come on, check it out. It will be awesome. Uh, you can find me at on Twitter at mbravo, mbravo. That's about it for the moment, uh, activity-wise. Still need to make that Instagram. You're going to love it. I know you are. I've been like saving photos. I'd be like, oh, this is something I would Instagram. Oh, this would be a good Instagram. When you get on, it's going to be the Insta flood, dude. Yeah, it's going to be pretty great. Um, and I'm sure, oh my God, there's probably so many accounts that are just like comic book covers and panels and shit. Ooh, You're going to yeah. fucking jizz your pants. Heck yeah. Oh man. I'm excited. Well, yeah. Thank you again so much for listening to this Wonderful episode, our first, second episode, episode, episode of Picked Up. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for picking us up. It's just dawning on me that the first show that we got the second episode of is Numbers. Mm. Mm. Fucking Numbers. Podcast. I'm still going to use Jeff's. Podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I'll use that one whenever we have a bad podcast. <laughs> I'm trying okay I'm gonna angle this because I want to be able to make eye contact with both of you but like talking to the mic at the same time you're right. so aware I love it well I like the, was blowing out the mic really got my nerves I was like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah I got that <laughs> This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.